Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome to Day 5 of Week 13 of the Daily Bible Reading. Today we're in Joshua chapters 9 through 13 and Luke chapter 16. But before we do the reading, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we are grateful for your great blessings, but we pray that you would help us to never rely on the physical blessings that you give us. We know that you are the source of all good things, and that it is not the good things in themselves that we should be trusting in. We pray, Father, that you would help us to look at all times for the blessings you give us, especially the spiritual blessings that we find in your Son. We thank you so much for him. We thank you for salvation, for your great grace. We thank you for your love, and we thank you for the fellowship that we can have with other children of yours because of what you have done for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's begin our reading in Joshua chapter 9. Now, when all the kings who were beyond the Jordan in the hill country and in the Shephelah and on all the coast of the great sea toward Lebanon, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites heard of this, they gathered themselves together to fight with one accord against Joshua and Israel. But the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua did to Jericho and Ai, and they acted on their part with cunning. They went and prepared provisions, and took worn-out sacks for their donkeys and old wineskins that were torn and mended. The sandals on their feet were patched and old, their clothes were old, and their food was dry and crumbled. And they went to Joshua at the camp at Gilgal, and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a far land, so then make a covenant with us. And the men of Israel said to the Hivites, Perhaps you are living among us. How can we make a covenant with you? They said to Joshua, We are your servants. And Joshua said to them, Who are you, and from where do you come? And they said to him, Your servants have come from a very far land because of the name of Yahweh your God. We have heard of his reputation, of all that he did in Egypt, and of all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon king of Heshbon, and to Og king of Bashan, who was in Ashtaroth. So our elders said to us and to all the inhabitants of our land, Take in your hand provisions for the journey, and go to meet them, and say to them, We are your servants, so then make a covenant with us. This is our bread. It was hot when we took it from our houses as provisions on the day we set out to come to you. But now look, it is dry and crumbled. These are the wineskins that we filled new, but look, they have burst. And these are our clothes and sandals that have worn out from the very long journey. So the elders took from their provisions, but they did not ask direction from Yahweh. And Joshua made peace with them, and he made a covenant with them to allow them to live happily, and the leaders of the congregation swore an oath to them. And it happened that at the end of three days, after they made a covenant with them, they heard that they were their neighbors and living among them. And the Israelites set out and went to their cities on the third day. Their cities were Gibeon, Kephirah, Beeroth, and Kiriath-Jerim. But the Israelites did not attack them, because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them by Yahweh the God of Israel. And all the congregation murmured against their leaders. But all the leaders of the congregation said, We have sworn to them by Yahweh the God of Israel, and so we cannot touch them. This we will do to them. We will let them live, so that wrath will not be on us because of the oath we swore to them. 
and the leaders said to them, Let them live. So they became woodcutters and water carriers for all the congregation, just as the leaders had said to them. And Joshua summoned them and said, Why have you deceived us, saying, We are very far from you when you are living among us? Therefore you are cursed. Some of you will always be slaves as woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. And they answered Joshua and said, Because it was told with certainty to your servants that Yahweh your God commanded Moses his servant to give to you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land before you. So we were very afraid for our lives because of you, and so we did this thing. So then, look, we are in your hand. Do with us whatever seems good and right in your eyes. So he did this to them. He saved them from the hand of the Israelites, and they did not kill them. And that day Joshua made them woodcutters and water carriers for the congregation and for the altar of Yahweh, to this day in the place that he should choose. Chapter 10 And it happened that when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua captured Ai and had utterly destroyed it, just as he had done to Jericho and its king, so he did to Ai and its king, and that the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, he became very afraid, because Gibeon was a very large city, like one of the royal cities, and because it was larger than Ai, and all its men were mighty warriors. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent word to Homan, king of Hebron, to Piram, king of Jarmuth, to Japhia, king of Lachish, and to Debir, king of Eglon, saying, Come up and help me, and let us attack Gibeon, because it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. And the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon, gathered together and went up, they and all their forces, and they laid siege to Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent word to Joshua at the camp at Gilgal, saying, Do not abandon your servant. Come up to us quickly and save us. Help us, for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the hill country have gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the fighting men with him, all the best warriors. And Yahweh said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for I have given them into your hand. No one will withstand you. Joshua came upon them suddenly by marching up all night from Gilgal, and Yahweh threw them into a panic before Israel, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon, and pursued them by the way of the ascent of Beth Horon, and struck them as far as Azekah and Makedah. And as they were fleeing from Israel, they were on the slope of Beth Horon, and Yahweh threw huge stones from the heavens on them as far as Azekah, and more died by the hailstones than those whom the Israelites killed by the sword. Then Joshua spoke to Yahweh on the day Yahweh gave the Amorites over to the Israelites, and he said in the sight of Israel, Sun in Gibeon, stand still, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, until the nation took vengeance on its enemies. Is it not written in the scroll of Jashar? The sun stood still in the middle of the heaven, and was not in haste to set for about a full day, and was not in haste to set for about a full day. There has not been a day like this, before it or after, that Yahweh listened to the voice of a man, for Yahweh fought for Israel. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, to the camp at Gilgal. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave at Makedah. And it was told to Joshua, saying, The five kings were found hidden in the cave at Makedah. And Joshua said, Roll large stones against the mouth of the cave, and set men in front of it to guard them. 
but do not stay there. Pursue after your enemies and attack them from the rear. Do not allow them to go into their cities, for Yahweh your God has given them into your hand. When Joshua and the Israelites had finished striking them with a very great blow, until they perished, some of them who survived went into the fortified cities, and all the people returned to the camp safely to Joshua at Makeda. No one spoke against the Israelites. And Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave, and bring to me those five kings from the cave. And they did so, and brought him these five kings from the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And when they brought these kings to Joshua, Joshua called all the men of Israel, and said to the commanders of the fighting men who had gone with him, Come near, put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came near, and put their feet on their necks. And Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid or dismayed. Be strong and bold, for thus Yahweh will do to all your enemies whom you are about to fight. And after this Joshua struck them down and killed them, and he hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging on the trees until the evening. And it happened at the time of sunset, Joshua commanded, and they took them down from the trees and threw them into the cave where they had hidden themselves. And they put large stones against the mouth of the cave, which are there to this very day. Joshua captured Makeda on that day, and he struck it and its king with the edge of the sword. He utterly destroyed it and everyone that was in it. He did not leave behind a survivor. So he did to the king of Makeda, just as he did to the king of Jericho. And Joshua passed on, and all of Israel with him, from Makeda to Libna, and he fought against Libna. And Yahweh also gave it into the hand of Israel, and its king and all the people in it he struck with the edge of the sword. He left in it no survivor. He did to its king, just as he did to the king of Jericho. And Joshua passed on, and all of Israel with him, from Libna to Lachish. And he laid siege to it, and fought against it. And Yahweh gave Lachish into the hand of Israel, and he captured it on the second day. He struck it with the edge of the sword, and everyone in it, just as he did to Libna. Then Horam king of Gezer came up to help Lachish, and Joshua struck him and his people until he left no survivor behind. And Joshua passed on, and all of Israel with him, from Lachish to Eglon, and they laid siege to it and fought against it. And they captured it on that day, and he struck it with the edge of the sword, and all the people that were in it on that day he utterly destroyed, as he had done to Lachish. And Joshua went up, and all Israel with him, from Eglon to Hebron. And they fought against it, and captured it. And they struck it with the edge of the sword, its king, and all its cities, and all the people that were in it. He left behind no survivor, as he had done to Eglon, and he utterly destroyed it, and all the people that were in it. Then Joshua returned to Debir, and all of Israel with him, and they fought against it, and he captured it, and its kings, and all its cities. And they struck them with the edge of the sword, and they utterly destroyed all the people that were in it. He left behind no survivor, just as he had done to Hebron. Thus he did to Debir, and its king, what he had done to Libna, and its king. So Joshua struck all the land, the hill country, the Negev, the Shephelah, and the slopes, and all their kings. He left behind no survivor, and all that breathed he utterly destroyed, as Yahweh the God of Israel commanded. Joshua struck them from Kadesh Barnea to Gaza, and all the land of Goshen up to Gibeon. All of these kings and their land Joshua captured at one time, because Yahweh the God of Israel fought for Israel. And Joshua returned and all Israel with him to the camp at Gilgal. Chapter 11 And it happened, when Jabin king of Hazor heard this, 
he sent to Jobab, king of Madon, to the king of Shimron, to the king of Akshaph, and to the kings who were in the north in the hill country, in the Arabah south of Kinnereth, in the Shephelah, and in Naphardur in the west, to the Canaanites in the east and west, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and the Jebusites in the hill country, and the Hivites at the foot of Hermon in the land of Mizpah. They came out, they and all their armies with them, as a great army like the sand on the seashore, with very many horses and chariots. And all these kings joined forces, and they came and camped together by the waters of Miram to fight with Israel. And Yahweh said to Joshua, Do not be afraid because of their presence, for tomorrow at this time I will hand them over slain to Israel. You will hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. So Joshua and all the fighting men with him came against them suddenly at the waters of Miram, and they attacked them. And Yahweh gave them into the hand of Israel, and they struck them and pursued them up to Great Sidon, and Misrephoth Maim, and eastward up to the valley of Mizpah. And they struck them until they left behind no survivor. And Joshua did to them as Yahweh commanded him. He hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots with fire. Then Joshua turned back at that time, and he captured Hazor, and struck its king with the sword, because Hazor formerly was the head of all these kingdoms. He struck all the people that were in it with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them. There was no one left who breathed, and he burned Hazor with fire. And Joshua captured all the cities of these kings and all their kings, and he utterly destroyed them with the edge of the sword, as Moses the servant of Yahweh commanded. Israel did not burn the cities standing on their mounds, except Hazor alone, which Joshua burned. And all the spoil and livestock of these cities the Israelites took as booty. They struck the people with the edge of the sword until they had destroyed them. They left behind no one who breathed. Just as Yahweh commanded Moses his servant, so Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did. He left nothing undone that Yahweh had commanded Moses. So Joshua took all this land, the hill country, all the Negev, all the land of Goshen, the Shephelah, the Arabah, and the hill country of Israel and its Shephelah, the Mount Halak that rises to Seir, and Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon at the foot of Mount Hermon. He captured all their kings, struck them, and killed them. For many days Joshua made war with all these kings. There was not a city that made peace with the Israelites besides the Hivites and the inhabitants of Gibeon. All were taken in battle, for it was Yahweh that hardened their hearts to meet Israel in war in order to utterly destroy them without mercy. At that time Joshua came and exterminated the Anakites from the hill country, from Hebron, Debir, Anab, and from all the hill country of Judah, and from all the hill country of Israel. Joshua utterly destroyed them with their cities. None of the Anakites were left in the land of the Israelites. Some remained only in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Joshua took all the land according to all that Yahweh had spoken to Moses, and Joshua gave it as an inheritance to Israel according to their tribal divisions, and the land rested from war. Chapter 12 These are the kings of the land whom the Israelites defeated, and of whose land they took possession beyond the Jordan to the east, from the wadi of Arnon up to Mount Hermon, and all the Arabah to the east, Sihon king of the Amorites, who lived in Heshbon and ruled from Arur, which is on the edge of the wadi of Arnon, from the middle of the valley and half of Gilead, up to the Jabbok River, which marks the border of the Ammonites, and the Arabah up to the Kinnereth Sea to the east, and as far as the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea to the east in the direction of Beth-Jeshemoth, and to the area southward at the foot of the slopes of Pisgah, 
the territory of Og, king of Bashan, one of the last of the Rephaites, who lived at Ashtaroth and Adri, and ruled over Mount Hermon and Salica, and over all Bashan, up to the border of the Geshurites and the Machathites, and half of Gilead, as far as the border of Sihon, king of Heshbon. Moses, Yahweh's servant, and the Israelites defeated them, and Moses, Yahweh's servant, gave it as a possession to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. These are the kings of the land whom Joshua and the Israelites defeated beyond the Jordan to the west, from Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon, and up to Mount Halak, which rises to Seir. And Joshua gave it as a possession to the tribes of Israel, according to their allotments, in the hill country, the Shephelah, the Arabah, on the slopes, in the wilderness, and in the Negev. The Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The king of Jericho won, the king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, won, the king of Jerusalem won, the king of Hebron won, the king of Jarmuth won, the king of Lachish won, the king of Eglon won, the king of Gezer won, the king of Debir won, the king of Geder won, the king of Hormah won, the king of Arad won, the king of Libna won, the king of Adullam won, the king of Makedah won, the king of Bethel won, the king of Tapua won, the king of Hefer won, the king of Aphek won, the king of Lasheron won, the king of Madon won, the king of Hazor won, the king of Shimron Miran won, the king of Akshaf won, the king of Tanak won, the king of Megiddo won, the king of Kadesh won, the king of Jokanium in Carmel won, the king of Dor in Naphath Dor won, the king of Goem for Gilgal won, the king of Tirzah won, all the kings thirty one. Chapter thirteen. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years, and Yahweh said to him, You are old and advanced in years, and very much of the land remains to be possessed. This is the remaining land, all the regions of the Philistines and all the Geshurites, from the Shihor, which is east of Egypt, up to the border of Ekron to the north, which is reckoned as Canaanite. There are five Philistine rulers, the Gazites, Ashdodites, Ashkelonites, Gittites, Ekronites, and the Avim. In the south, all the land of the Canaanites and Mira, which belongs to the Sidonians up to Aphek, to the border of the Amorites and the land of the Gibalites, and all the Lebanon toward the east, from Baal Gad up to the foot of Mount Hermon, up to Lebo Hamath, all the inhabitants of the hill country, from the Lebanon up to Misrephoth and Maim, and all the Sidonians. I will drive them out from before the Israelites, only allocated to Israel as an inheritance, just as I have commanded you. Therefore divide this land as an inheritance to the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. With it the Reubenites and the Gadites received their inheritance, which Moses gave them beyond the Jordan to the east, just as Moses, Yahweh's servant, gave to them, from Aror, which is on the edge of the wadi of Arnon, and the city which is in the middle of the wadi, and all the plateau from Mediba up to Deban, and all the cities of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned at Heshbon, up to the border of the Ammonites." and Gilead, and the border of the Geshurite, and the Machathites, all of Mount Hermon, and Bashan, up to Selica, all the kingdom of Og in Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth and Edri, he was left over from the survivors of the Rephaim. These Moses had defeated and driven out. But the Israelites did not drive out the Geshurites or the Machathites. Geshur and Maka live among Israel to this day. Only the tribe of Levites, Moses did not give an inheritance. The offerings made by fire to Yahweh, the God of Israel, are their inheritance, just as he promised to them. 
Moses gave an inheritance to the tribe of the descendants of Reuben according to their families. Their territory was from Aror, which is on the edge of the Wadi of Arnon, and the city that is in the middle of the valley, and all the plateau by Mediba. Heshbon and its cities that are on the plateau, Dibon, Bamoth Baal, Beth Baal Mion, Jahaz, Kedmanoth, Mephath, Kiriathaim, Sibma, and Zereth Shehar on the hill of the valley, Beth Peor, the slopes of Pisgah, and Beth Jeshemoth, all the cities of the plateau, and all the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, and whom Moses defeated with the leaders of Midian, Evi, Rechem, Zer, Hur, and Reba, the princes of Sihon, who dwelled in the land. In addition to the slain, the Israelites killed with a sword Balaam son of Beor, who practiced divination, and the border of the descendants of Reuben was the border and its banks. This was the inheritance of the descendants of Reuben, according to their families, the cities, and their villages. Moses gave an inheritance to the tribe of Gad, to the descendants of Gad, according to their families. Their territory was Jazer, and all the cities of Gilead, and half the land of the Ammonites up to Aror, which is east of Rabbah, and from Heshbon up to Ramah Mizpeh, and Betanim, and from Mehanaim up to the territory to Debir, in the valley of Beth-Haram, Beth-Nimrah, Succoth, Zaphon, and the rest of the kingdom of Sihon, king of Heshbon, the Jordan and its banks, up to the lower end of the Kinnereth Sea, beyond the Jordan to the east. This is the inheritance of the Gadites, according to their families, the cities, and their villages. Moses gave an inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh. It was for the half-tribe of the descendants of Manasseh, according to their families. Their territory was from Mehanaim, all Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and all the settlements of Jair, which are in Bashan, sixty cities, and half of Gilead, with Ashtaroth, Idri, and the cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan. These were allotted to the children of Machir, son of Manasseh, for half of the children of Machir according to their families. These are the territories that Moses gave as an inheritance on the desert plateau of Moab, beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho. But to the tribe of Levi, Moses did not give an inheritance. Yahweh, the God of Israel, he is their inheritance, just as he promised them. All right, now let's read Luke chapter 16. And he also said to the disciples, A certain man was rich, who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this person was squandering his possessions. And he summoned him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give the account of your management, because you can no longer manage. And the manager said to himself, What should I do, because my master is taking away the management from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I should do, so that when I am removed from the management, they will welcome me into their homes." And he summoned each one of his own master's debtors, and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of olive oil. So he said to him, Take your promissory note, and sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your promissory note, and write eighty. And the master praised the dishonest manager, because he had acted shrewdly, for the sons of this age are shrewder than the sons of light with regard to their own generation. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it runs out, they will welcome you into the eternal dwellings. The one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and the one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. 
If then you have not been faithful with unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you your own? No domestic slave is able to serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and will despise the other. You are not able to serve God and money. Now the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are the ones who justify themselves in the sight of men, but God knows your hearts. For what is considered exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. From that time on the kingdom of God has been proclaimed, and everyone is urgently pressed into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter of the law to become invalid. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and the one who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. Now a certain man was rich and dressed in purple cloth and fine linen, feasting sumptuously every day. And a certain poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, lay at his gate and was longing to be filled with what fell from the table of the rich man. But even the dogs came and licked his sores. Now it happened that the poor man died, and he was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades he lifted up his eyes, and he was in torment, and saw Abraham from a distance, and Lazarus at his side. And he called out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, so that he could dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am suffering pain in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you received your good things during your life, and Lazarus likewise bad things. But now he is comforted here, but you are suffering pain. And in addition to all these things, a great chasm has been established between us and you, so that those who want to cross over from here to you are not able to do so, nor can they cross over from there to us. So he said, then I ask you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he could warn them, in order that they also should not come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, they must listen to them. And he said,